Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. I've just given up with mics. I've given up with expensive mics. I'm just sick of it. Even cheap mics, I'm sick of them. Just bought a new snowball. I've used snowballs for, I don't know, three, four years. Never had any problems with them. When I bought a more expensive Yeti mic, I got rid of all my snowballs. I donated them all to charity to help out kids, you know, so they could start recording with these decent mics. So I went through Yeti, no good. After about three months, just clicks started to be introduced. It's just a horrible mic and a mechanical fault, basically, at the join with the USB connection. It was also the join that moved. And then I bought a Rhodes mic, and that lasted two months, and then the click started, and I was just like, I am so bored with these mics that just don't, you know. And to be truthful, the Yeti was like $160, the Rhodes mic was probably $200, because I thought, well, why don't I just move to the higher end spectrum, start buying better mics there. Rhodes mic didn't last long. Couldn't use the Rhodes mics over Skype. Wasn't compatible with Skype and call recorder. I mean, very basic functionality that I need to use. Wasn't compatible. Moved on. So thought, okay, I'll go back to the snowball mic. That was a decent mic. Had a number of snowballs, no problems. Ordered a snowball mic, arrived a few days ago, plugged it in. Recorded 40-odd minutes, maybe 35-odd minutes worth of short funk. Clicks. Clicks throughout. Okay, enough. Just going back to the regular recording, just using my laptop mic to record. Obviously, there was a golden age of snowball mics, and I got rid of my golden age of snowball mics. Here I am. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit associated with Apple's changes in podcasting. Not really huge changes, but I think indicative of just, like, what could have been done versus what was actually done. About two months ago, maybe, when I was in the UK, Apple had a podcast, I don't know what you'd call it, symposium, perhaps, where about 40 or so of the top podcasters came together, Apple's headquarters in Cupertino. I didn't get my invite. They mustn't have known about me. In any case, the plan was, oh, there's going to be something really exciting in iOS 10 that's going to be like YouTube for podcasts, where as you listen to a podcast, you can get podcast recommendations in real time going alongside. Wouldn't that be absolutely amazing? Just get a YouTube-like growth, but with podcasts. So looking forward to this. I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. This will be an interesting feature. In iOS 10, nothing. Apple announced yesterday their uh, iOS 10 features for podcasts. The first was that we needed to create HTTPS images and perhaps HTTPS feeds. I've got to go back and read the documentation. These are for security, but basically if someone hacks your site, the HTTPS component is just something that's added over the top. It doesn't add any meaningful security to any of the information. It just means, I guess that your site is not being faked or spoofed or what have you, but if someone hacks your site, all bets are off. The second thing they added was Twitter support. And Twitter support, I think, was their attempt at trying to do something to improve community outreach with regards to podcasts. I think it's a bit of a joke, and actually, quite frankly, it makes me annoyed. And as this is the third time that I've recorded this podcast, I'm exceptionally annoyed by the time that I'm recording this podcast. So social media, I do quite a bit of social media, mainly on Facebook, I've never really been a Twitter guy. I was first on Twitter in 2007 when it first launched. I go back to my 2007 Twitter account. It's like returning to 2007. My observation with Twitter was that the people that made Twitter work were the people that had full-time jobs, but they weren't really full-time jobs. They were full-time jobs which enabled them to spend about 10 to 15 minutes an hour working on their Twitter accounts and their Twitter followers and just tweeting a bunch of stuff. And that was the kind of person that Twitter was for. Like, that's the kind of social media for the kind of social butterfly who doesn't have a job that requires them to pay attention for long periods of time. Thus, they can be on 
roughly, you know, 20 hours a day, just constantly tweeting and retweeting and all that kind of stuff. That's not where I live in social media. Where I live in social media is producing like rich content and providing it in audio form. So Twitter for me at that time just didn't really seem like much. I've gone back periodically to Twitter and tried to improve my Twitter following. But realistically, it's now just ads and a bunch of people whose ideas I really don't want to see. And I like Facebook, which is relatively, well, idea fluid. It's not idea dense. I just find Twitter really idea dense of people that I really don't want to be following. So it's never really been a thing that I've wanted to do. But now Apple in its infinite podcasting wisdom is kind of insisting that podcasts have Twitter accounts as a means of reaching out to fans and communicating with them. So I'm going to give it a go. All my major podcasts now have Twitter accounts. Uh, Model Rail Radio is a unique Twitter handle, but Stone Ape, Stone Ape Cast, and Short Funk, Short Funk Cast, these are the two Twitter accounts for Short Funk and Stone Ape. And unfortunately, Stone Ape, the Twitter name, and Short Funk, the Twitter name, had already been taken by people, not particularly fast. Once people are subscribed to it or know that it's there, it'll fulfill its purpose that way. So start anticipating that you might start seeing more tweets from me Associated with Short Funk specifically, it's Short Funk Cast, all one word. And I'll try to post every time shows go up and ask for show topics and all the kind of stuff that I'm already doing via Facebook, but now doing it via Twitter as well, because apparently Apple has ordained Twitter as being their means of propagating podcast popularity, as opposed to looking at algorithms and like recommendations in parallel to what you're listening to currently. Because, hey, I mean, that might not actually work. It's such a strange idea to actually like diversify and recommend podcasts. One footnote I did want to make to this, well, it seems rather funny because I've made it a couple of times previously, but let me say it as if it were unique. I am now using my wife for podcast recommendations. It has come to that. The podcast recommendation sites, you know, people that are listening to this are also listening to this through iTunes, the iTunes top whatever podcasts, which is pretty universally useless. All these things didn't amount to anything. In the long term, it's easier for me to just have a conversation with my wife and ask her what podcast she's listening to currently. And this would be a brilliant way, actually, for folks to hit up the Short Funk podcast Twitter feed, Short Funk cast, or one word. Let me know what podcast you're listening to currently. And my recommendation also is to recommend to these podcast listeners to listen to Short Funk as well. Make it a two-directional kind of thing. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.